It's Hands-On with Peter Garfinkel, the home improvement show that keeps you in the know on how to maintain, renovate, or even rebuild your home. Get ready to be informed, educated, and inspired. And now, here's your host, licensed realtor, New Jersey State public adjuster, and licensed home improvement contractor, Peter Garfinkel. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Hands-On. I'm your host, Peter Garfinkel. We're the complete home show where no topic is left uncovered. If it relates to you, your home, and the relationship between you and your home, we'll get into it. Our goal here at Hands On is to bring you the very best program we can each and every Saturday morning so you can make well-informed decisions and smart choices about your home and life in your home. And it's great to be here this Saturday, everybody. Uh, It's been an interesting week for myself with work and the heat and everything, but we're managing through. Again, I just urge you all, it's really hot out there to stay hydrated. Um, I know that I'm constantly in and out of a work environment, in, indoors and outdoors, running in and out, getting sweaty and all, and uh, staying hydrated is important. I know I, I mentioned this last week, but just I, I, ever since I got dehydrated and uh, felt that feeling, I will not forget it, and I encourage you all to just make sure you stay hydrated. And today I think uh, we're going to talk about sound and noise in your home. Uh, it's an interesting subject, and uh, you know, you'll know if it's really relevant to you if you find yourself saying what all the time when people talk. What, what, what? So if you're constantly asking people what they said, then you know it's an issue. And, and sound itself is measured by, by the term decibel, uh, D-E-C-I-B-E-L, decibel, and it's abbreviated with a small d and a large b next to it, and it does measure the intensity of sound. And um, I only say this because hearing loss can be quite, you know, difficult to manage and it could be a challenge. Um, And and sound to one person could be noise to another. But um, to give you an idea of how sound is measured with regards to decibels, um, a whisper, for example, that's 15 decibels. A normal conversation might be 60 decibels. And uh, a lawnmower could be 90, a car horn I have is 110 decibels. A rock concert or a jet engine could be 120 decibels. And fireworks or firecrackers or a gunshot is somewhere around 140 decibels. And so, you know, you have to watch this carefully, especially when you do work around your home and uh, there's constant noise. Of course, distance affects the intensity of sound. The closer you are to something loud, the more damaging it will be. The further you away, obviously it's diminished, but any sound above 85 decibels can cause a hearing loss. And this loss is related to uh, the the sound as well as the distance. And, um, you know, if you're around sounds that are 85 decibels or over on a regular and continuous basis, um, you really do have to raise your voice to speak to somebody. And that makes it difficult. Um, So, you know, when you work with power tools, for example, a tile saw, that might be around 85 to 110 decibels. That constant drone every day can really cause a hearing loss. How do I know? Experience. In the beginning when I became a contractor, I did not take care of my ears. I did not utilize hearing protection. But now I do all the time. I have two different types of uh, items that I use to protect my ears. I have something that looks like a set of earmuffs, which works quite effectively. And uh, the other thing I have is uh, 
is uh, these little ear plugs that go in my ears, and they work very well. Um, so it, it just depends on what I'm doing, what I have nearby, but both work. But I do make sure I protect my ears. Um, it really is an issue, and I urge you all to be careful with that. And today we have a special guest with us. Our guest today is uh, a musician. He's a celebrity, in fact. He's a songwriter. He's a singer. He's a musician. He's an audio engineer. And he's an acoustical design consultant. So uh, we're going to introduce him in a second, but he's quite an interesting person. And uh, I thought he would be quite the guy to have on to talk about sound. And uh, I would like to introduce him. His name is MJ Potter. MJ, are you there? I am. Good oh, morning. Good morning, MJ. How are you? I'm doing great, Peter. A bit early, but great. <laughs> yeah, well, it is early. But I do want to thank you so much for getting up and being here with us. Um, no problem. Yeah, yeah. So, MJ, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do? Because you're much more than an acoustical engineer and design consultant and an audio engineer. And we'll get to everything on a technical level. But why don't you tell folks a little bit about what you do and give them a little bit of your background? Well, I didn't quite hear the introduction, but um, my primary career is as a performing and recording uh, musician, a singer-songwriter. Uh, composer. I've spent the bulk of my career in the world music arena. Um, I've been immersed in uh, South African music uh, for over 30 years. And so what I do is I, um, subsequently, I've toured, recorded uh, with a lot of notable African musicians. But as a solo artist, um, I kind of straddle both worlds. I, my music is kind of a combination of Western rock, um, blended with contemporary and traditional South African music, as well as other um, kind of eclectic world elements. So that's what I do as a singer-songwriter. Um, most, um, uh, like I said, that's, that's kind of my main thing. But I also am an audio engineer, as you said, and I um, uh, own a recording studio called Ikaya Studios. Ikaya is the Zulu word for home, um, because we like to make our musicians feel like they're at home. Um, and also, by the way, Peter, I might, I might say this is kind of a rare interview for me because I never, ever give interviews under my real name. <laughs> it always comes under my, uh, my alter ego or my nom de plume. I uh, <laughs> operate uh, as, uh, under my Zulu name, which is Mtagati Emma. Um, however, nobody can ever pronounce that, so I thought I'd spare you from having to pronounce it this morning. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I thank you for that. that that's refreshing let's but say. i will tell you i would say that the name it, it's called it's Ntagati is the primary name and that actually means wizard or okay. witch doctor um in zulu and um so that gives you an idea of what they my friends think of me <laughs> <laughs> well that says a lot but but backing up and talking about just the music for a second sure uh, I, I know we're off topic but I, but i just want to mention that i've seen you perform live in the city uh i've seen you in concert and you are essentially, uh, at the risk of sounding a little crude, you're kind of like a one-man marching band, so to speak. You, you play a lot of instruments, and you produce a lot of sound. You produce so much sound. And this, I guess, relates to your uh, engineering background and so forth. But, but you do a lot of things electronically when you perform and create sounds of other instruments. Could you just... You know, talk about that just a speck. I, I mean, I don't mean to get off topic, but I, I found it so interesting. You're, you're playing guitar one second, then you're doing something else and playing drums. And 
Could you just talk about that a little bit? Sure, and I'll keep it brief. When uh, And I hope uh, this inspires people to come seek me out and come out and see what I do, uh, as well as come consult with me on your acoustic needs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, what I do, uh, I do, it's called live looping. And um, I, I like to... Uh, uh, Pre- present uh, a, a sonic palette that represents what I do in, in my recorded work. And it's hard to do that with one person. Um, and frankly, uh, it's very expensive to run an entire band. So very early on, I started using this technology, um, whereas I play and sing into digital technology, which then records it and plays it back. This is all in real time. Um, so, for example, like you said, I build what they call loops. Uh, I will play a guitar part, and while I'm playing it, it's being recorded. I press a button, and it starts playing back. Oh, that's and then how I you get it to, to do that. And then I move I... on to the next, whatever it is, whether it's going to be a percussion instrument or a or vocals and you know things like that. So, um, so uh, you get a lot of people who first come in, they think I'm playing to backing tracks, but that is not the case. Everything is live. So it's using uh, digital looping is very much like learning an instrument. You, it's, choreo- it's technical choreography and musicianship all, you know, rolled up t- together at the same time. Right, but but it really is a testimony to a your ability as a musician to be effective and and really great at that. But also your understanding of electronics, engineering, and acoustics and so forth. Because yes. as I watched you, you know, one second I'm hearing a drum, the next second you're playing a, the guitar, and yes. it's all happening right in front of me. I just have to say it was absolutely incredibly amazing. I mean, uh, you know. And I'm well, the guy. I'm the guy that typically listens to the Grateful Dead or the band or whatever. But, but, but your music—it sounded like there was a full band there. Yet there was just you. So, and that's why they call me Tagati the Wizard. Oh, okay. <laughs> In a sense, it all relates. It does. It's like magic. Well, anyways, um, MJ, um, I want to talk about. Uh, your knowledge as an acoustical design consultant and sure. an audio engineer a little bit, but could you tell us what an acoustical design consultant does? Well, it, it's not an official title. Um, well, it is, it, it is for some people, but, but right. basically um, whenever people have problems, like in, I'm going to put it in the home context because I'm assuming that's your listening audience is going right. to be more geared towards that. You know, when, when people have issues either with you know wanting to put in a good stereo system or a good home theater system and they get it set up and it sounds awful in the room so so one aspect of it is trying to get things to sound good uh, in your room, the, the room you've chosen. Uh, the other thing is, you know, when, when mom and dad have kids who are in rock and roll bands or any kind of bands, you know, playing loud instruments, and they really would not like to, uh, to have to hear them rehearse when they're sitting in the kitchen having coffee. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's sound isolation oh, okay. issues as well. So, so it's kind of a matter of, I mean, this expands also into the recording studio and, and into larger uh, commercial arenas as well. But, Interesting. Uh, now, MJ, I just have to tell you, we have to take a quick commercial break. Folks, up. you're listening to Hands On with Peter Garfinkel. We're speaking with our guest, MJ Potter. We're taking calls. Our number is one 970 Give us a call, and we'll be right back. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. I had gout in both my knees, and it's gone. Uh, well, I'm pretty stupid. I should have ordered it, like, you know, 15 years ago. Best really? thing I ever got in my... It's, it's the most effective product that I've ever bought in my life. He had eczema on his hand, and it cracked and it cracked for years. 
Mm-hmm. He did anything from doctor, every cream, everything. And three months on the veggies and fruit, it was gone. They're just awesome. They keep asking me, what am I doing? I told them what I did with my cholesterol. I had the blood test, right? And it went down 100 points. 262, now it's 162. Everything is just perfect. Call now to find out how to get your free month supply of Balance of Nature. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Call now, 800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code THEANSWER. Think you own your own home? Don't be so sure. Have you or your aging parents already fallen victim to deed fraud, otherwise known as house stealing? This latest cyber threat is happening across America, and the scariest part is most people have no idea their home title has been transferred, often to a person the homeowner knows and trusts, like a caregiver or family member. That's why a fraud alert service has been launched so that homeowners or their loved ones can check for free that they're not already a victim. It's called Home Title Lock, and it also alerts you if someone may be trying to scam you out of your home. To check your home's title for free and get a risk-free trial, go to HomeTitleLock.com. Joint tenancy deed fraud is increasingly targeting seniors. Catch it right away, before the thief does any real damage. Otherwise, you may lose your family home forever. To make sure you're not already a victim, go to HomeTitleLock.com now for your risk-free trial. That's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Well, folks, we're back. This is Hands On with Peter Garfinkel. And uh, you can call today and speak with our guest, MJ Potter, who's a singer-songwriter, musician, audio engineer, and acoustical design consultant. And our number is... 1-877-970-2999. one 970 You can visit my website. It's spelled out as one word, thehandsonshow.com. And I'd love to hear about projects you're working on around your home or food food uh, things that you're working on or if you have food questions that relate to our What's Cooking Food segment. And uh, my email address is handson at nycradio.com, so please send your emails there. You can download our AM970 app and put it on your smartphone and listen to us all the time. And the show is streamed through the AM970 website as well, and there are podcasts so you can rehear things and catch up if you need to. And MJ, we're back. Um, We're talking about acoustical, uh, your your acoustical design consultant part of your practice, let's say, or business and what Uh you do. And you had mentioned, you know, people might call you if the kids are uh, taking music lessons and playing drums. You would come in and, and, and deal with something like that. When, when a homeowner calls you, what are the kinds of questions they ask you? Let's say if their kid's uh, taking music lessons and they don't want to hear it in the kitchen when they're having coffee, like you said. Right. What can you do? Or what well, do you do? The the first the first question you should ask yourself. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of a backwards thing. The, the first thing you should ask yourself with a room is if you if you know that you're going to be using a particular pl- space uh, for for loud noises. You know, first of all, is deciding which room to do that in. <laughs> I would highly recommend if you want to have coffee in your kitchen <laughs> without hearing your kid playing the drums, don't put them in the basement directly below you. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I would is, say that works. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes it's unavoidable. I actually had a client uh, who who had two two kids that were uh, heavy metal uh, rockers. That, oh boy! Uh, he was, and he was building a new 
uh, a very large mansion, and he that's what he came to me. He said, I want to be able to have, have coffee in my kitchen and have the guys down there rehearsing and not hear them. And I said, well, that works in unicorn and tooth fairy land, but, you know, you, you can't Im- <laughs> totally isolate sure. from something like that. And this guy had a 16-foot ceiling in his basement. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Right. But anyway, so um, what you want to do, when we're we're talking now about the sound sound isolation, right? Okay. There, there there are two two things to consider. It's either sound isolation, or what we call tuning a room, making making your room sound better for your your stereo or et cetera, et cetera. Oh, okay. And there are a lot of uh, really technical things. I'll try and stay away from technical terms. But basically, what you want to do is you want to make sure that um, uh, without spending money, make sure there are a lot of soft items in a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a real basic thing. It's like if you're, and this works uh, both for if you're putting, you know, trying to tune your room for a stereo or uh, or a home theater. Make sure that you've got uh, drapes on the window. Okay. If there are windows, make sure that you've got, you know, uh, and the heavier, the thicker, the better. Basically, what keeps sound from traveling is either air or density. Okay. Right? One of those two things. So, like when I'm building, uh, designing a studio. Uh, I'm building what we call floating a room. You're building a room inside a, a room, and you make sure between those two rooms there's plenty of air space or density space. Um, but sorry, I'm kind of digressing here. No, that's so, okay, but so, what does that space do? Does that Well, what the space does is it traps especially low frequencies, bass. Right, if people have so much problems uh, again with their home theaters and stereo systems. Like, ah, oh, that you know, it sounds good. It's just the bass is always so boomy, or the room sounds muddy. Um, absorb anything that's absorbent will help to trap, frankly, frankly, all frequencies. But air and density will suck up low end. Ah, okay. Right. So, so what happens is when you've got. Um, let's let's say, for example, like in my studio, I've got a floated room studio where where the actual control room and the actual tracking room are floated inside an outer room. Okay. And there is at least six inches. Some of the larger studios will have like a foot, sometimes even two foot of airspace between. Sometimes even six foot. Oh, really? Uh, like that on much. a soundstage. Sure, like on a soundstage. Okay. Uh, soundstages will always have a room inside a room. And what the air does, the air allows those lower frequencies to go inside and kind of mull around and kind of dissipate and... Uh, Almost it, evaporate it, in a way? Well, it, it diffuses it. I got you. Right? Okay. And, it, and it traps it. Okay. Right? And, then, and frankly, that's, with, again, without getting too technical, there, there are basically three ways to deal with uh, tuning or treating a room, and that's reflection, uh, absorption, or diffusion. Right. right? And, and we, with, uh, with bass, you really want to try to absorb as much as possible. Uh, with all the other frequencies, um, diffusion is it, diffusion means just scattering, right? right. It, it hits an uneven surface and then it scatters sound waves in, in ways that so they, they're no longer. It just disperses, like, I guess. Sorry? It just disperses. Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. Right. And, uh, you know, like if you've, got big, if you've got big windows, I hear a lot of. Uh, uh, I hear a lot of the sound people say, well, you know, with, with big windows, w- the biggest problem is reflection, which is really true. Glass really, you know, reflects, but it reflects particular, especially high frequencies. So, so if I may interject or sure. interrupt you. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. When you say the glass, is it that the sound hits the glass and bounces? It does, um, which in the case of getting your room to sound good that's your primary concern mm-hmm. but also uh, glass 
will take and um, transfer particular frequencies through the glass outside. Oh, and, wow. And, and what that does is that leaves what, uh, this is getting technical now, what we call a comb filtering effect. In other words, you've got certain frequencies in your sound spectrum that are really strong, and the glass sucks out a bunch that you don't want it to suck out, and so now, you're, now it sounds really weird in your room. So now I'm beginning to really understand what an acoustical design consultant does because it's intricate. It, it's complex. It's sophisticated. It's intricate. And folks, we're taking calls. Our number is one eight seven seven nine seven zero twenty nine ninety nine. And so before, MJ, when you mentioned that, that uh, drapes and soft pillows help, that's, they act as a sponge then and they absorb yeah. the sound? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, you, so having a combination. Now, that is not going to stop. Let's get back to to little Timmy or Janie who is playing a drum kit in the in the family room, okay. right? Yeah. Because or in the basement, let's say down in the rec room in the basement. That is not going to stop the sound from uh, radiating up through the ceiling, right? Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Right. What that does, I mean, it it helps absorb some of the sound, but if, when you if you want stuff to 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 rate and to not radiate up through the ceiling, like we're just saying, um, there are things you can do. You can build um, acoustic panels. They're really easy to build. And, and without me sitting here explaining the whole thing, I would tell all of your listeners: listen, if you go on the internet, I'm not trying to put myself out of a job here, but if you go on the internet and just Google acoustic design or sound isolation, there are plenty of companies that that you know give you primers on on this stuff and also how to um, uh, build things like this what you build what you do is you build basically a frame however big you want it to build it mm-hmm. um, a wooden frame then yeah yeah just like you know think think of it as if you're building a wall that you're that you're gonna uh, build you know frame out a wall and put sheetrock on either side right well you do that you do that horizontally okay how, you know it can be however big or small and then fill it with Soft materials that, oh, okay. will, that will be absorbent. Uh, there are professional companies that make you know, uh, compressed uh, bats of uh, insulation, high density insulation. It's really expensive, but like, you know, a recording studio uh, will use material like that to make those kind of panels out of. But you just have to make some kind of. It doesn't have to be really elaborate or complicated like what we're talking about. You can just build a, a frame. You're building a box filled with soft material that has. Uh, soft surfaces, and if you hang that, attach it to the ceiling. Okay. You'll have to figure out how to do that. Can you but suspend you, it with like hooks and chains or sure. something? Sure. Yeah, the, yeah, or just hooks if you don't even need the chain. Oh, okay, right? fine. Um, any absorbent materials, you know, make sure you've got carpet on the floor and you you can put something like that on the ceiling. That will actually make a difference. Now, what do you put between, you know, you you mentioned the frame like you're building a wall. When we build a wall, we put studs 16 inches on center and then we, you know, we sure. put, there's a sill plate on the bottom or a plate on the bottom and a piece on the top and sides. Yep. And, and, and we fill it with insulation if it's an exterior wall, typically. So what do you fill the spaces with as insulation or sound-absorbing material if you're doing this? Well, you can use insulation. Oh, you can? Um, sure. And like I said, if you want to spend the money, you can get these high-density ba- you know, high bats of insulation. They're one-inch, two-inch thick. Um, and uh, whoever makes the pink stuff makes this stuff, too. Uh, that's, oh, <laughs> as I'll say that without saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, but you can also fill it fill it with old clothes. 
Right. Right. Go go up in the attic and grab your old clothes bag and stick all your old T-shirts and shorts and stuff like that in it. And any kind of, you know, you just want it to be high density and soft and, you know. And it'll can, absorb. Yeah, you can fill it with foam, too. Right? So almost but, but, anything works, really, that, that will absorb, you say. Yep. The, the idea is the, the heavier, soft material will be more absorbent. Right. Now, what if I'm like a, a weekend rock star dad who thinks he's Jerry Garcia or somebody like that and wants to go down the basement and play? I mean, this is something not just for the kids making noise, but if, if, the, if, you, if a father or an adult wanted to build something in their basement for themselves to practice, uh, how, how should that vary from something they would build to isolate the noise of a child playing music or, um, or practicing the drums? It, it doesn't really vary. Um, I, I'll tell you, there's one little trick that, uh, that drummers do all the time that I, I see in studios all the time. This doesn't necessarily help with it uh, radiating, radiating throughout the house, but you can also do the same thing uh, building a platform Right, just like oh. we were talking about, in, in, instead of uh, the acoustic panels, what you do is build yourself a platform. Uh, you know, if, if you've got to do it, if any of you guys are DIYers at home, build a platform, you know, frame out a platform and put a piece of plywood over it and some carpet on the top. And MJ, i got to interrupt for a second. We're up on a hard break. We're going to go to the news, and can you okay. hold on and come right back? Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, folks, this is Hands On with Peter Garfinkel, and we're speaking with MJ Potter, who is an acoustic uh, consultant and an uh, engineer as well, and we'll be right back. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. 83, we're on the way to about 95 this afternoon, and the skies are clear. Good morning. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, the brutal heat is expected to continue today right through the weekend into next week throughout the tri-state. The National Weather Service's temperatures will be in the mid-90s. Combine that with the humidity, it's going to feel close to 100 degrees. And officials also reminding everybody to stay hydrated, take frequent breaks from the heat. Cooling centers will be open through the weekend and into next week in New York City. Cooling centers are found in air-conditioned facilities like libraries, seniors, centers, and NYCHA facilities. In addition, the Park Department will keep the pools open till 8 o'clock today. You can call 311 or go to NYCHA. NYC.gov for the cooling center nearest you. It's hot out there, everyone, and you can't shovel this stuff either, and it's not going to be ending anytime soon with 90-plus degree temperatures expected into next week. I can go to the pool and cool off there. My basement, which is like 10 degrees cooler than the rest of the house, so I stay down there most of the day. The first baby with a Zika-related birth defect was born in a New York City hospital. Doctors in New York City are working with the CDC and monitoring the mother and newborn who has microcephaly, a condition where the head is smaller than normal and can be linked to neurological defects. The city health department says the baby's mother came down with the Zika virus after traveling to a Zika hotspot outside the country. The city's deputy health commissioner, Jay Varma, tweeting, it's a tragic reminder of the need for pregnant women to avoid travel to areas with Zika. The first such delivery in the five boroughs comes on the heels of New York City getting millions of dollars from the CDC to fight Zika. Neighboring New Jersey had its first Zika-related birth in May. Jennifer Polsoni, NBC News Radio, New York. In sports, the Mets and the Yankees both came up in the wind column. Not too much in the way of traffic this Saturday morning at our Hudson River crossings. I'm Chris Marara on AM 970, The Answer. Are you looking for a radio show that gives you straight talk, common sense, and the facts 
Are you looking for a media outlet which offers all points of view? If the answer is yes, then listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8.30 right here on AM 970, The Answer. The Cats Roundtable is hosted by John Katsimatidis, a successful businessman who came to this country as an immigrant and built a multi-billion dollar business empire. He's met presidents, world leaders, governors, mayors, congressmen, state legislators, and you'll hear them all on the Cats Roundtable. Republicans, Democrats, independents, conservatives, liberals, and everything else you can imagine. You won't just hear their take on the news. You'll hear them make the news. Whether it's local, national news, or international news, you can read about it in the newspaper on Monday, but hear it first on the Cats Roundtable. Sunday mornings at 8.30, right after Murano in the morning. Only on AM 970, The Answer. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. I've been in Cleveland all week, broadcasting live from the GOP convention. As you can imagine, security has been intense. And in the wake of the murder of police officers in Baton Rouge, tensions have been running very, very high. The road closures have been numerous, and getting from point A to point B necessitates a measure of street knowledge that stretches even a native Ohioan. What gives me hope for the country came not from anything within Quicken Loans Arena, though some of the speeches were magnificent, rather from my ride with an Uber driver, an African-American man named Carlos, who helped me navigate my way back to my hotel. He, too, was an Ohio native. We talked all things Cleveland, Indians, Cavs, Browns. We talked to Browns MVP quarterback Brian Sipe, and now Sipe doesn't even think Clevelanders could believe that he, now, was a born-again Christian. Well, I believe that, Carlos told me. It happened to me. Carlos, too, had had such a life-changing conversion experience. There we were, two men in an Uber, with so much more joining us together than any forces trying to tear us apart. Something to think about these days. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Learn more at townhallreview.com. Well, folks, we're back. This is Hands On with Peter Garfinkel, and our phone number to call us is one eight seven seven nine seven zero. We're speaking with MJ Potter, and MJ is a uh, singer, songwriter, musician, audio engineer, and acoustical does design consultant. Um, MJ, we did we do have a caller on the line, so uh, uh, can we take that together? Sure. Okay, great. Allison, good morning. Good morning. And Hi, both of you. Um, Sorry? No, Hi. I say you're on with us. Good morning. Oh, good morning. MJ, first of all, I've heard your music in the past, and you're really amazing. And I'd love to first know if you're going to be playing live anywhere. That would be great to hear. Um, <laughs> yes. And my second question is, you know, we talk about this uh, soundproofing for music and for these big homes. You know, in my experience, the simple 2,000, 3,000-square-foot home could really use some soundproofing from hearing the garage opening in the morning or the kids in the TV room. Right. Is, is it course prohibitive to have soundproofing in a simple home? Is it make, does it make any sense? Well, okay, uh, let, me, let me get to the first, first one because <laughs> yes, there's please. self-interest here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be playing at uh, – I'm going to be doing my show at uh, Club Bonafide on the east side on 52nd Street. It's 212 52nd Street. Uh, on the east side, it's a great club, by the way, uh, and uh, I'm going to be doing that on Wednesday night, August 3rd. Uh, doors open at 6 o'clock. I'm performing at 7.30. I invite all your listeners to come down. It's, b- besides, the, you know, touting my own show, it's a great place. It's a great space. Second, uh, as far as uh, treatment in the home, and you're, you're, it's kind of what I've been saying before. If you want to be cost effective, like the the, the garage issue, oh man, the garage door opener. <laughs> um, that kind of stuff is always best dealt with 
in construction as opposed to trying to treat it afterwards. It's really difficult to do anything about the garage door opener. Not impossible, but you're talking about in cost-effective terms. So your best bet is um, wherever, whatever room is above the garage. You know, things, you know, this, it's the same thing I've been saying all along. Uh, soft, dense materials help absorb sound. So you know, having carpeting as opposed to a wood floor is going to make a difference as to how much you hear. But the garage door opener is attached to the house, and anything contiguous with the actual structure of the house that turns it into an amplifier, and it's, you know, the vibrations from whatever piece of mechanical equipment it's, that's attached to it, they're going to vibrate throughout the house. So it's really hard. When you're installing uh, a garage door opener, there are ways to, um, to, to, in, to install it so, so uh, that uh, – I'm trying to think of uh, the best way to put this – there are ways to install it so that it's not quite as contiguous with the house. In other words, things like you know, rubber um, rubber grommets for mounting, rub, rubber grommets, things like that. Yeah, sure. You, know. you could put foam core board above it. I, I mean, there are things that you can it, do. It, it kind of goes back to to what I was telling you about this drum riser before we went to break. The one thing that made a difference was you put the drum riser on hockey pucks because hockey pucks. Um, uh, they they defi- they absorb the sound. Well, how's <laughs> right? that? Did that help you, Allison? Yes, thank you very much. It's, uh, but uh, I guess I got to get a rug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Def- I, I, seriously, Allison, a rug, a rug will make a huge difference. That, but I will make a comment. Does it have when you- to be wall to wall. Does, does that make a difference having like an well, area rug? Well, the, the, the more the, the more area it covers, the better it's going to be for you, right? And okay. and do note, Allison, when people do shop for appliances or garage door openers, they come with spec sheets, and the sounds that they emit or the sound that it does emit it will be published on that spec sheet. So you'll be able to see how many decibels it really is before you buy it. So you right. could, you could choose right. the oh one gosh, with. Oh I didn't know that. Yeah, you, I mean, from washing machines to dishwashers to refrigerators, they all come with spec sheets. So these spec sheets will give you all. They'll give you a technical breakdown of the sound itself. So people don't realize it, but it's a good no. thing to do. Uh, good, and I look forward to hearing you on Wednesday. Oh, thank you. Please come down. Thank let me let much. me give you another real tip. Uh, and actually, for all the listeners, if all of you have uh, old refrigerators that make a lot of noise, and you're in other parts of the house, and you hear the refrigerator, uh, you know, vibrating, put your refrigerator up on hockey pucks. <laughs> I'm telling wow. you that hockey. I'm telling you, uh, hockey pucks. They're like it's like duct tape. Race cars and rock bands and recording studios rely on duct tape and hockey pucks. Wow. It holds it holds everything together because they're the best cheap sound isolation you can use. You can put your dishwasher or your washing machines on them. You can put your refrigerators on them. They help um, uh, mitigate the transference of sound, you know, the, the engine sounds and the low-frequency vibrations well, that's from great. your appliances. I hope we answered your question, Allison. You did. Thank you both very much. Thanks, Thanks Allison. Take care now. And, MJ, that, that was really... Uh, are there any other quick tips you got for folks that are listening, like the hockey pucks and duct tape? That was a good one, though. Uh, like I said, it, it kind of just the idea of density and softness is, right. is what will help dampen things down. If, uh, make sure you've got, you know, a big soft couch and drapes and rugs. And um, if let me let me address um, sound inside a room for those who are doing home theater stuff and uh, yeah, sure. you know, uh, stereo stuff. 
Now, wait, it, I just want to interject. Is that now are we talking about tuning a room as you yeah. mentioned? Okay. Yeah, we are. So and, before and, we were talking about sound isolation, and right. now we're going to tuning a room. Right. right. And, and frankly, I mean, the, the, the difference is that, you know, with sound isolation, you're worried about sound either getting in if you're a recording studio or getting out if you don't want to hear sound in the rest of the room. Um, and that, they, they kind of go hand in hand, but tuning the room, you, you're trying to make the room sound good. So uh, the, the most primary thing is if you can be in a room that is asymmetrical, that's a great starting point, but that's, again, you know, fairyland. Right, right, right. Sure. <laughs> right, because um, reflections inside a room, you know, when you've got a, a perfectly symmetrical room, it makes reflections very easy to bounce and keep bouncing off of each other and off the walls. Oh, I see. Um, so what you want to do is, again, you want to have things in the room that will either absorb right. those, re- those sound reflections coming from your speakers. And that could be your overstuffed couch. Your could... overstuffed couch, your, your, again, your carpet, your drapes, sure. your, your plants. Oh, plants or, too, okay. Right. Um, and any kind of uh, asymmetrical objects you know, will, will kind of help to, if they're not absorbing, then they're going to diffuse or scatter those uh, particular frequencies in a room that, you, that are unpleasant. Well, that's great. That's another, great. another way to do that is bookshelves. Oh, bookshelves okay. help diffuse uh, sound. Make sure your books are not all flat in a row. Take, take your bookshelf and make sure you've got some space in the bookshelf and some odd little, you know, tchotchkes and items that, you know, make it uneven and have your books uneven. That will make a, uh, that will make a huge difference. Seriously? Yeah. Huh. yeah. Wow. Well, MJ, listen, I, we're getting to the end of the segment here, and I want to thank you so much for being on with us. It's been quite informative, enlightening, and interesting. And do uh, you want to give the folks your uh, email address and your contact information? So- I do. I'm going to go on the studio side of things because if people want to contact me as a musician, tell them to go to your Facebook page because I'm commenting on <laughs> Oh. I'm commenting on this show so they can find they can find me on Facebook, uh, my musician stuff on uh, on Facebook by coming to your page. Um, my email is info at ikayastudios.com. It's info at I-K-H-A-Y-A studios, all one word, dot com. And if somebody wants to contact me directly, you can call me at 201 201- All right. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate you getting up early to be with us and and discussing all this stuff. It was great. And I hope you'll come back and join us again. I will. Thanks, Peter. It was actually a gas. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thanks so much. I do, too. And I enjoyed it. So, folks, uh, that was fairly interesting because I don't really know a lot about sound. I know how to limit sound in a place, but I'm no sound uh, or engineer or audio engineer or acoustical design consultant. I do kitchens and baths and home repairs. So I found it quite informative. And I do want to say you can write me here at hands-on at nycradio.com. And we do have podcasts for you to listen to on the AM970 website of this show. And uh, the show is streamed. And, and I do want to continue talking about sound um, and, and soundproofing and uh, what you can do to limit uh the traveling of sound in your home overall in a general way, and this is the kind of stuff that I deal with as a uh, contractor. You know, you can seal holes and cracks in walls. You can, you can seal uh, around wires and pipes. You can caulk around the wires and the pipes and stuff like that and, and just close up the holes. And then you can tighten up your leaky windows. It'll keep the noise out from the outside. And, in fact, the benefit will have an extra benefit. It'll make you more energy efficient. And then 
you can actually add storm windows if, if you want to. Triple track storm windows with, with a uh, glass panel on the top and glass on the bottom or just one continuous panel of glass. And, and this will help keep sound out and keep sound in. And you could put a cap on your chimney. Um, you might want to do this anyways just to keep animals out or whatever, but the cap on the chimney will help. And if you're really ambitious and, and you know, today's homes, let me just say this, um, are made out of uh, studs and sheetrock. Older homes are lath and plaster. But, but for all of you that live in these homes primarily with sheetrock and, and, and uh, studs, the, wall, the interior walls, not the exterior walls, obviously, but the interior walls do not contain insulation. And um, you can add another layer of sheetrock to the house if you want. It's ambitious, but I, I've done it for people. I've actually gone into homes, not every room in the home, but I've added on an extra layer of five-eighths of an inch sheetrock right on top of the existing sheetrock. It means you have to change all the molding, extend the door jams, and things like that. So it's not an easy thing to do typically. It's not extremely challenging, but it's a job. So it does cost money, and it's a big deal because it does generate dust and a mess and all of that stuff. And, uh, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Hands On with Peter Garfinkel, and we'll be right back. Are you fed up with the state of New York, with the corruption, the waste, the incompetence? Well, then, tune in Sunday morning at 10 for Effective Radio with Bill Samuels. Bill's not a politician. He's not a pundit. He's an innovator, a fighter, a maverick. And now, after a lifetime of success as a businessman, he's taking on his toughest challenge yet, making New York great again. This isn't a talk show. It's about action. Every Sunday morning at 10, Join Bill and his co-host Morgan Pekma as they shake up the state. Get ready for Effective Radio with Bill Samuels every Sunday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Don't mess with Bill. This is Paul Rotella from the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and if you're like me, you can't wait for the summer to begin. The NGABA reminds you that as the summer season approaches, there are some easy steps you can take to stay healthy as you enjoy your favorite summer activities. Stay cool and hydrated. Make sure to drink plenty of fluids. Protect yourself from overexposure to sunlight. Wear a hat, use sunscreen, and dress appropriately for the activities you plan. And reduce strenuous activities or do them during cooler parts of the day. Our friends at Jersey Central Power and Light are also doing their part to help you enjoy the summer. They're working on projects to help make their electric systems even more reliable, ensuring you have the power you need when you need it. It's all part of JCPNL's commitment to provide you with the level of service you expect and deserve, and that's why they're sponsoring this message along with the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. Well, folks, we're back. This is Hands On with Peter Garfinkel, and you can call us at 1-877-970-2999. Uh, you can go listen to the show on the AM970 website because the, it is streamed and there are podcasts there, and you can download the AM970 app onto your smartphone and take us uh, with you wherever you go, which is so cool, I can't begin to tell you. And um, you can write me at Hands On at NYC Radio, which you guys usually do. I get a lot of mail, and I enjoy reading it all. And as you know, I do try to answer 
every bit of it because I get responses to my answers from you. So I, I, as you know, I do answer. And uh, we're talking about noise in your home and controlling noise and, and sound and managing it because it is an issue. Um, the noise can cause damage to your ears and so forth, and we talked about that before. But, but just to keep noise down in your home and, and not to kill it, but um, again, like MJ said before uh, and explained to the guest, is, I mean the uh, caller we just had, that absorbing drapes, sound-absorbing drapes and overstuffed furniture will absorb sound in your home too. And again, I said before that there are spec sheets that are published uh, for appliances, and, and I do urge you all to pull a spec sheet before you buy anything and check the sound output. And um, I, I do have to tell you, shifting gears a little bit, um, I got 71 emails this past week from you, 71 about public adjusting. I spoke about public adjusting and what a public adjuster does uh, briefly last week. I do want to just touch uh, on this because I do want to answer the questions relative to all the emails. Um, yes, uh, one asked, is a, home, is a public adjuster licensed? Yes, a public adjuster is licensed. And, and just very briefly, what is a public adjuster for those of you that are tuning in and hearing this for the first time? A public adjuster is an advocate for the insured. When you have a loss uh, with your property, particularly relative to your homeowner's policies, you call your insurance company, you report the loss, they send an adjuster. And the, the thing here is, what if the adjuster doesn't compensate you to the, to the degree that you need to receive money to be put back to a pre-loss condition? At that point, you can call in a public adjuster. A public adjuster is an advocate for the insured, meaning that they will take care of the claim, process the claim, manage the claim, or reopen a pre-existing claim where you might even have received a check. Uh, the public adjuster will go f uh, make sure that you are put back to a pre-loss condition so long as the limits in your policy and the policy itself do cover the loss. You cannot collect from an insurance policy if it's not a covered loss. So if the loss is covered and you didn't get the amount of money you thought you needed to get, you call the public adjuster. The public adjuster can help you and get you more money. Um, I think that's really about it for public adjusting. Uh, we are licensed. I am a public adjuster. Uh, I also told you, oh, uh, somebody said, they didn't have flood insurance, and they didn't know if they had water in their basement, if they could call their insurance company and report it as a flood. And I actually touched on this very point last week. Be careful of the language you use when you call your uh, when you call your insurance company, don't use the word flood if you have water in the basement because unless you have flood insurance, you're not covered for a flood. You, can, I, you don't have to sound like me technical and say, oh, insurance company, I'm reporting a, a sudden accidental discharge of water. You don't have to be that technical, but you could say a pipe broke and I've got water in my basement and could you send somebody out or report it that way. But, but do be careful with the language you use. Um, and then the other point that I wanted to make was make sure that you read your insurance policy. This was the other thing I, I got a, in, in those 71 emails that I received about public adjusting. People were telling me stories constantly how they didn't get enough for this or didn't get enough for that. And, and what they were talking about not getting enough for in some of the cases related to other structures, which I actually discussed too as well, having that detached garage insured for enough money to replace it because what if it's typically not your average um, 
you know, detached garage. Some people live in homes where they've taken their detached garage and built an apartment on top, or they've built a loft on top, or they've put money in it and have a workshop in there or whatever. Just make sure that you're covered correctly. Talk to your agent, talk to your insurance company with regards to the policy itself and make sure you are covered correctly for what you own. Um, you can't get compensated for something that's not listed on the policy. And I did say that typically other structures are covered for 10% of the value of the insured property. But, but make sure that your home is insured for the right amount, particularly if you have paid off your mortgage. When you have a mortgage and the bank has an interest in the home, the insurance is generally up to snuff. You know, there aren't a lot of issues then. But it, I've seen people pay off mortgages like I did say before, and I don't mean to be redundant, but if you pay off your insurance, I mean, if you pay off your mortgage and you live in a flood zone and you haven't had a flood in 40 years, don't cancel the flood insurance. I can't believe that this happens repeatedly. People that are seniors primarily live in homes where they've paid off their mortgages. They might be in a flood zone. But maybe they haven't had a flood for the whole time that they lived in the house. And after not having a flood for 38 years and having paid off their mortgage, they cancel the flood insurance because it is expensive. And some short time after that, they have a situation where they have a flood and they're not covered. They will not be compensated. They are not covered for that loss. It's not a covered loss. So make sure that if you do pay off your mortgage, you don't cancel certain aspects of your policy. Uh, do protect yourself. And uh, that's it for that uh, public adjusting aspect of things. Um, and, and then we were talking about power washing. Uh, a, a few weeks ago, and I got letters on that, and people were asking me, well, what should I use uh, in my power washer as a, as a detergent? And, and I want to tell you this, folks, with power washing, because I do a fair amount of it. Not only is the power washer itself critical and important to the power washing process, if you don't have the power washer, you can't obviously do the job, but, but it's the detergent and what you use that will help you clean effectively. It's not just the power washer, because if you turn up the pressure, so to speak, you'll pit a wooden deck, for example, if you're cleaning that. Or you could do damage to a surface if there's just too much pressure. It's kind of like sandblasting, but instead of sand, it's water. So um, there are things to do. You can, uh, if you're doing something where it's just maintenance, you're doing your annual deck power washing job, you know, it's a light job. You can get laundry, laundry detergent and the oxygen bleach. It's that powdery stuff. You can mix it together. You could use vinegar, two cups of vinegar uh, and um, a gallon of water. And then you can put in a half a cup of the, the oxygen bleach with that and, and mix it all together. Put it in your power washer and, and make sure that everything is thoroughly dissolved and, and use that. And then after you spray it on with the soaping or the wetting attachment of the power washer, um, take a broom and, and just a stiff one and, and, and scrub it with that. You know, the power washer can't do everything by itself. It'll do a lot for you. You can't do power washing without it. But it also happens, you know, power washers themselves aren't the true solution. It's the combination of having the right detergent with the power washer that makes a difference. Um, you can make a heavy duty mix. You could use three quarts of water and a cup of oxygen bleach and TSP, trisodium phosphate, that you can buy in your paint store at your local home center and use that and scrub with that and dissolve it all thoroughly and throw that into your power washer and use that. 
If you want to fight mildew, you could use three quarts of water, one cup of the oxygen bleach, three quarters of a cup of the liquid dishwasher detergent, and off you go in terms of fighting mildew. You might want to then rinse it or hit it with some vinegar after or some bleach or a mildew chemical, a mildew cleaner, and that'll take care of that. Um, if you have stains such as mold and rust, uh, you can use uh, barkeep. Well, folks, we're running out of time. I'll be back next week. Thanks for having me in your ear. Thanks for being here. You're listening to Hands On with Peter Garfinkel, and have a great rest of the week.